Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. It says something very interesting in the epistle to the Hebrews. It says, Though he was a son, Christ learned obedience through all the things that he suffered. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Christ Showed Us the Way. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Today, I want to talk about love. What it is and what it isn't. And what it is, is God's love. There's only one love in the universe, and it's God's love. We have, we humans, what passes for love, what appears to be love, but it's not really love. What is love? Well, you know what it is? In the most basic way I can say it, love is patience. We know, we're told in the Bible, that we are to have faith and love. Well, love is patience. And how so? Let me see if I can explain it to you. Whenever we try to do something on our own without God, we fail and we excuse what we did, we rationalize what we did, we blame others for what we did, or we try to make what we did seem like it's good, but it's a failure. Every time you fail to express love, you have failed. If you're a perceptive person, all you have to do is the next time somebody is having some issues and you try to console them, and you offer some platitudes and pat them on the back and try to say something positive, you can sense deep down inside that what you're saying is shallow and hollow, and it may be a lie. And if it's not a lie, then it's dead. It's just words. And you can sense that your consolation is not really doing them any good. And they sense it too at some deep level. And so, what is real love? Real love, if it comes from God, then it means that you have to be an extension of your Creator. It has to be His love in you that somehow you express. And if you do, it's the most beautiful, beautiful thing Christ had love. He expressed God's love. He had God's love in him. And that love came out in every word he spoke, every action, every breath, every thought, every glance, every expression on his face had love in it. And all the wonderful things that he did were done with love. And how did he have such love? He was obedient. It says something very interesting in the epistle to the Hebrews. It says, Though he was a son, Christ learned obedience through all the things that he suffered. He learned obedience. Now, let me see if I can put it in very simple terms. We humans have an ambitious nature, a restless nature. 
We want to meddle. We want to stick our nose in and make something happen and think we can solve our problems without God. We want to do it on our own and then say, look at me, look at me, look what I did. And so the very fact that you fall into thought, that you fall into worry. See, worry is faithless. If you fall into worry, if you fall into trying to figure something out instead of waiting for some illumination from God, then you have fallen away from love. Love is patiently waiting upon God, waiting forever if necessary. Do you see how that's faith? And do you see that it's also love for him? And do you see that it's love for the other person? If you jump in and meddle, how many parents meddle in their children's lives and they squash the child's spirit? They're meddling. They're incessant meddling. What does it do? It causes the child to either become a characterless conformist or to, or to become a rebel because our natural inclination is to rebel against meddling. So you have a smothered mother meddling and hovering over the child, and the child fails to grow. So the basic thing you have to learn how to do in life is how to butt out and realize that of yourself, you can do nothing. Christ said that, didn't he? He said, of myself, I can do nothing. It is the Father within who does the works. So if Christ said that, how about ye of little faith? What do you think you can do on your own without, without the Father? But nevertheless, we try, don't we? We can't resist making our comment. We can't resist judging someone when they make a mistake. We can't resist meddling and telling them how to live their lives. You see that now in the government and even in technology, you see it in the professions where they're meddling, meddling, meddling. And what are they doing with their meddling? They can't resist meddling. They make things worse. So back off, butt out. Now, let's talk about love again. So love is not worry. See, there's a difference between concern and worry. If your partner or your child has some issue, it's okay to be concerned about it, but not worry. Worry is faithless. And resist the temptation to meddle and try to solve it for them. If you do, you rob them. You rob them of their searching within and finding the, the strength of sinew and, and character to solve it. See, God gives all of us intuition. He gives us intuition, and he gives us some talents and skills. And when we express what is given to us, when we express that, then we become a Mozart, a Madame Curie, a Stephen Jobs. We become a Paul. We become a Moses or a George Washington. We become a Ruth, we become something very noble and something of great talent. But no sooner do you fall into, see, look at what happened to Einstein. 
a very nice man, innocent, and he realized many things when he was just a young man. All of the wonderful things that he realized were in a very short period of time. They were like a gift from God, an inspiration from God. He wrote them down. He put them to math. And those were his great discoveries. No, he didn't think them up. He discovered them intuitively. And he talked about that. He always talked about intuition. But then later in life, he tried to figure things out, didn't he? He tried to come up with uh, the uh, unifying uh, theory or something like that. And it was there. It was there to be seen. And he, he had little, little tiny glimpses of it. But he never went beyond what he had come upon when he was a very, very young man because he fell into thinking about it, analyzing it, trying to figure it out. So like I've always said, inspiration first, last, and always. So an inspired move, an inspired thought from your creator can only do good. But when you fall away from that, and instead you look into your own brain to try to figure it out or worry about it, it's totally faithless. Or when you look to some expert on the outside, it's faithless. If you look to some professor, see, some author, some book, anything on the outside, if you look there first, it's faithless and loveless. Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I've played all of the music that you hear on Shedding Shackles and believe that the program about finding your way closer to God needs to have elegant music as well. So what do I do? Sure, I look at books and I hear what people say, but it's just to gather clues, little clues, by which I might be awakened. And the most beautiful moment is when I realize some little thing, and from that will flower a whole un deeper and deeper and deeper understanding. So what is love? Love is not meddling. Love is not worrying. Love is not rushing in and huffing and puffing and trying to make something happen. Love is not ambitious. Love is patience. Love is waiting. Love is watching without worry. Love is waiting without anxiety. Love is looking to your Creator for delicate, wordless guidance from within. And in those moments with your child or with your partner, if you don't know what to say, then just don't say anything. Wait upon your Creator. If something comes to you intuitively, and you say it, then it's good. If nothing comes to you, then nothing is what you're supposed to say. So Christ learned obedience through all that he suffered. So now do you understand what temptation is, what trial and, and tribulation and temptation are? They're tests. Temptation comes along and tempts you to take things into your own hands, to roll up your sleeves, and like a bull in a china ch shop, rush around and try to fix everything, to meddle in everybody's 
business to meddle in your children's lives, it tempts you to worry. Temptation tempts you to worry. And then in that worry, it tempts you to act, to act precipitously, presumptively, ambitiously, excitedly, nervously, angrily, worriedly, with the wrong timing. Do you understand? It's very, very, very subtle. Through all of your suffering, you must learn patience, waiting upon God, and moving when he moves you, and waiting for a wordless inspiration, what you just know in your heart. There is a beautiful story told by a very nice man, a very, very, very nice man who you would instantly know who he is if I told you his name. He said that when his daughter was a little child, they took her to daycare, but one day his mom was busy, so dad took her to daycare, and she didn't want to go. She clung. She hung on to his neck and gripped him tightly. She wouldn't go. She didn't want to go. In his heart, he knew that something was wrong, and so he didn't take her. He never took her there again. And she was safe. Years later, they discovered that some terrible things were happening at that daycare center. Some terrible things. But he paid attention to his intuition, what he knew in his heart. And it brought joy and safety and many wonderful things to him because he did what he knew in his heart was right. You must live that way every moment. And through all the trials and temptations and sufferings, you will then triumph and you will have faith and you will grow in character and you will be a child of God. And one day he will say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And what did you do? You didn't do anything. You waited upon God instead of rushing and huffing and puffing on your own. As we're near the end of our time together, I invite you to visit the many resources available at our website, SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. You can listen to past programs, read more about Roland's meditation, or watch Roland's video lectures. Listen in again next week on the same time and the same station. Thanks for listening. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. I want to repeat again what I said earlier, and that is that what temptation wants you to do is to get involved with it. It wants you to get involved with it emotionally, intellectually, physically, biochemically. It will settle for any kind of involvement whatsoever, but it wants you to be involved in it And then when it has you, it owns you. How many of you have experienced throwing good money after the bad? 
You buy something, it's the wrong thing, it breaks down, you spend money on it, then you spend more money on it, you know what I'm getting at. How many of you have had to deal with a person who is difficult, a difficult parent, a difficult neighbor, a difficult sibling, someone who is difficult, and no matter how hard you try, they remain difficult. And you could spend your whole life involved with them, trying to be nice to them, trying to argue with them and change their mind, trying to get them to see things your way, and so on and so forth. I think that's happened to just about everyone. It wants you to be involved with it. And you can look, for example, at someone who becomes a drug addict. They didn't start off wanting to be a drug addict. But there was some kind of temptation in that. It completely takes them over. You see, total involvement. Now, obviously, if you get involved in raising roses and you join a group of people who love to raise roses, I mean, that's an innocent pursuit. But even there, you have to be careful. Don't make it too important. Don't make it so important that it overshadows your relationship with your Creator. God said, somewhere in the Old Testament, He said, I am a jealous God. And what else did He say? He said, you shall have no other gods before me. So, we are supposed to be involved with Him. So don't be a joiner. Sure, you can get together with people to cooperate towards some worthwhile thing. But just watch out for anything that wants your mind, your body, your soul, your money, your everything. You understand? Stand back and look at things objectively. Beware of any involvement, even with things. Have you, have you ever felt like when you look at your things, you go out in the garage and it's filled with stuff. It becomes like a prison. You can become enslaved to your house, to your money, to your objects. You can become enslaved to a person, to a group, even a group that seemingly has some good cause. Look down through history at how people seemingly involved with something that should have been good. Instead, they ended up doing terrible things because it takes you over and it's hypnotic. So the bottom line is, Save your heart for your Creator. Always stand back and look at things in light of the Eternal. In God's perfect light, you can discern and see the razor's edge between something that is good and something that has temptation in it. People can hide temptation in, in even something good, something religious, something positive, something seemingly helpful, temptation can be hidden in it. So watch for temptation. Remember, what it wants is total involvement. So if anything enslaves you, there's got to be some temptation in it. Stand back, look at it objectively, and you'll be safe. But the real thing is an involvement with your Creator. 
One of the ways you can tell that it's the real thing is because it is not enslaving. Your involvement with your Creator and His truth and His presence is because you love the truth and you want Him in your life. But there's a way of inclining toward God and truth, and it often comes after great suffering, after a life, after years and decades of suffering and making mistakes and messing up. And finally, you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you don't want to hate people anymore. You just want to come clean, and you don't want to live a lie anymore. And all of a sudden, he, he, makes you aware of the truth, and you see your own wrong in his light. You see your, your hatred, or you see how you betrayed someone. You see how you were cruel to someone. You see it, and you're sorry about what you see. And you realize that you can't change yourself, and you can't change the past. You're just sorry. And you sob a tear. Not a crocodile tear because you feel sorry for your ego because you lost something. Just a, a sincere sorrow, a sincere regret when you see your own wrong. It's that simple. And that is what repentance is. It's being repented in God's light. In his light, you see your wrong and you regret what you see. And you bear a little bit of pain seeing the, the wrong without resenting without resenting the pain, without resenting the truth, without resenting God, without resenting yourself. No more resentment, just a quiet realization. And that beautiful, 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 quiet realization is from God. And it's the beginning. In the Bible, in the Old Testament, it said, God created light. And the first inkling of your being reborn to a new life is when the light shines and you see your own wrong. That's the first thing you're going to see in the beautiful light from God, the perfect light, the perfect light of perfect love. And in his love, see, his love is so sweet and so pure. When you see your own wrong, you see it in the light of his love. And all you can wordlessly say in your heart, it's not words, it's just quietly, I'm sorry. You're sorry about what you see. It's so beautiful. And that's the beginning of, of a whole new life that flowers from that. You see? Getting Right with Roland, Two Minutes of Roland's Best. God often starts off things, here's a little hint for you. God often starts off things with something very small. Einstein was sitting on a, on a streetcar, and he looked up at the clock tower in Bern. He saw the clock tower. 
And he thought about moving and about time. And that little seeing of the clock tower, that was the beginning. As a matter of fact, the whole thing began even earlier when he was a little boy and someone gave him a compass. And he was, he was fascinated. Maybe that's not the right word. But he marveled, that's the word, he marveled with wonder at the magnet and how the little pole of the magnetic field on the compass was attracted or repelled by the Earth's magnetic field. It just was a wonder and a marvel to him. Maybe that was the beginning right there. So it starts with something little, with something very small. For you, your salvation starts with something very small. A yearning, a wondering, and maybe then light. Light in your mind that shines upon your error. And you see you're wrong. Before you didn't see it, you rushed around and you were prideful and arrogant and you were impatient and you had no tolerance for people who were slow or who weren't as smart as you. Or, and you were angry at people, angry at your dad, angry at your boyfriend, angry. And you rushed around. Now all of a sudden you sit quietly and you see your own hostility and see that it's wrong and you're sorry about it in God's light. So that's the beginning. It's a very small thing, but from that could come a whole new life. A life of more and more light, of deeper and deeper and deeper understanding. And along with that, look, God's light also contains warmth. Remember I said God's light is so pure and so sweet and so beautiful that when it shines upon something, you see you're wrong, you feel bad in the light of God's goodness. See what I mean? But now you don't want to be a big ego anymore. You don't want to play God anymore. You want to know God instead of trying to play God. When you stop wanting to play God, let your hair down. Just be a regular person. Stop hating other people. Stop resenting them. Stop judging them. Then all of a sudden, the light is shining and you begin to see reality in God's light. It's very beautiful. So that's what I wanted to tell you, and I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.
You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.